You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. It's hour two. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Come on in, stay a while. We'll be busy this hour. Bruce Arians, the Tampa Bay head coach, will join us coming up momentarily. And we will check in with the Heisman Trophy winner from Alabama, Bryce Young. He'll join us a little bit later on as well. Your phone calls, emails, tweets, all the above. Welcome. We say good morning to our streaming partner, those watching on Peacock. Download the app, watch for free. Tomorrow is the deadline. If you order anything at danpatrick.com, tomorrow is the deadline for us to get it out to you in time for the holidays. Go to danpatrick.com. All of your uh, holiday shopping can be done there if you'd like. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Poll question, McLovin, from the first hour. First hour is who's more likely to reach Super Bowl, the Rams or the Cardinals? Up to 80% Rams. Just four years after the Raiders moved to the Valley, began playing uh, in Las Vegas, Super Bowl 58 is coming to town. According to uh, sources at the NFL have confirmed the decision. As of Monday, Super Bowl 58 is set to be played in New Orleans, was set uh, on February 11th of uh, 2024. There's a conflict with Mardi Gras that weekend. So the owners are set to change the plan during the owners' meeting. And the Super Bowl is going to be played in Las Vegas in February of 2024. Yes, Paul. So that means New Orleans gets bumped back a year, or they? I think they do. Oh, that's terrible. Now, Vegas, of course, the greatest arena on earth. But I don't know if that's been made official that New Orleans just gets bumped back a year. But I'm going to guess. I did it just dawn on them that Mardi Gras was happening. That when you scheduled this in the in the beginning that. That you had Mardi Gras, and that's the time that it was going to be, and you had the Super Bowl planned. Yes, uh, Paulie? I got the solution. 18-game okay. schedule, bump back to Super Bowl another week. There you go. Problem solved. Yeah, you could. Uh, let's bring in uh, Bruce Arians, head coach of the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Got a rematch with the Saints coming up. Had the uh, big win over the Buffalo Bills. How's morale, coach? Good, Dan. Doing really good. Um, let me start with the elusive Tom Brady's uh, running game. Um, is uh, is that in the playbook at all? <laughs> Are there any design quarterback runs, Coach? No, we don't have any of those, Dan. And uh, we don't need to see him taking on linebackers either. Okay, what did you say to him after the game when he, he did have that one run? Um you, yeah, yeah, we, we, we actually had a conversation during the game that uh, enough's enough. <laughs> right, let's, let's get on the ground and take no more hits. Um, how do you assess your team at this point this year and compare it to where you were last year at this time? Yeah, I, I really like this team because we've, we've dealt with so many injuries and, uh, and I've overcome them. Uh, Jason Light has done a great job with our roster. You know, we started 10 different secondaries. Don't know which one we'll start again this week with uh, with the injuries and who's going to be available. But, uh, yeah, I think this football team has not shied away from the expectations and, uh, and embraced it and, uh, and, and looking forward to each week. Were you ahead of schedule last year of winning a Super Bowl? Like, did you think with everything oh, yeah. that was happening that you could you could win a Super Bowl last year? No, I think with, with the pandemic, no spring practice, no preseason games, you know, for us, it was uh, let's lay a foundation. Let's just get into the playoffs and see what happens. And uh, you know, we were fortunate enough to get in the playoffs and, and get on that run. But it was such a unique year. You know, we really thought everything would come together this year. When do you make a decision on Antonio Brown? 
but probably later in this week. And what are you leaning towards? Uh, it could go either way right now. Really could. What's it based on? Uh, just continuing where where those two guys are at, and um, and where the team is at. Have you looked at the game film with the team from Buffalo? Uh, no, we we still have, we have a victory Monday, so we'll we'll get them in the building tomorrow. Okay, you kind of a tale of two halves there, certainly in that fourth quarter. Like what what happened in the in the fourth quarter that concerns you the most? Our inability on offense to convert third down. I mean, we should have run run out that clock. We had unbelievable field position to not score more than what we did in the second half. And uh, you know, so the defense. I know once they got gassed a little bit, it was going to be tough. But uh, you know, offensively, we should have taken more control of that game. How do you um, come up with the defense or devising that defense with Josh Allen? Seemed to work early, but then he took advantage of it later on. What happened? Yeah, uh, part of it was Jamal Dean's injury. We, you know, we play a lot of man-to-man early, and that helps the pass rush. If you can just get him to hold it for a second with man-to-man coverage, pass rush gets home. And then when Dean got hurt, we played a little bit more zone. But uh, Josh just made some great, great plays with his legs. Who's he remind you of? I don't know if there is another one. He runs like Cam Newton when Cam was young, but he, he throws the ball like John Elway. I mean, it's just an unbelievable combination. And, uh, you know, he um, to have a 100-yard rushing and a 300-yard passing, that's very, very rare. I was telling people, uh, I think it was last week, late last week, like somehow people forget how great John Elway was. And I said, John Elway was Mahomes before Mahomes. Like, let's not kid anybody here. And, and you know, we, we tend to blame John because the Broncos got blown out in Super Bowls, and we don't give him credit when they did win because we gave it to Terrell Davis. Where do you put, you know, how would you describe John Elway to somebody who didn't see him play? Yeah, it's really hard because I don't know if I've ever seen an arm like that and anybody else. I mean, we had, a, I think it was a fourth and 10 at our own 20 with 15 seconds left. And he sprints to the right and throws a 70-yard dime to Vance Johnson on a back back route and make a field goal and win. And I've never seen anybody be able to make that throw. And uh, John was uh, just a superior athlete. But, uh, yeah, it's hard to say anybody has more arm talent than him. And you were coaching against him in Kansas City, right? Yeah, we he got us on the last play. About three or four times. Yeah, he had that ability, though. When you know, and you start to think of who do you want the ball in the hands of with the game on the line. You know, Tom's obviously there. Russell Wilson's there. Aaron Rodgers there. John Elway. The difference between Elway and Montana defending those two was what? Oh yeah, John. John could push it up the field much further um, than 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 Joe. Joe was just a surgeon. You know, uh, so much run after the catch and hitting Jerry Rice running, John Taylor running, and uh, he was so accurate. But John, John's arm was just so unique. Do you know more than Brady does? <laughs> I don't know if anybody knows more than him. Uh, the, the amount of snaps that he's taken under center and processed so much information over the years. I don't know if there's any quarterback or any coach that knows that much. But you, you've been around the game and you've been around a lot of different quarterbacks. What's the role you play with Brady? Overseer. You know, I'm just um, final touches here and there. Any questions, nuances, 
Um, Byron does such a great job with him uh, in the meetings and stuff, and it's just uh, different concepts, you know, maybe how he's seen it over the past and how we have seen it over the past. We may read it deep to short. He may, he may have read the same concept short to deep. So just those philosophical things. He's been able to beat just about everybody but the Saints. What is it about the Saints that seems to frustrate not only Brady, but you and your team? A hell of a defense. Really good defense. We've turned the ball over. When we've lost to them, we've turned it over more and had more penalties. And uh, it's no secret. You know, the game in New Orleans, we had a chance to win and, uh, again, turned it over and, and gave up a fourth-quarter lead. So, uh, for us, it's just a matter of, um, like the playoff game, win the turnover battle, run the football well enough uh, to stay balanced. Talking to Bruce Arians, they got the uh, Saints coming up on Sunday night. That'll be on Peacock and NBC. There have been a lot of comparisons made recently about uh, Micah Parsons and Lawrence Taylor. Uh, <laughs> I can see the smile on your face. Um, should we be making that comparison? Well, I don't think so yet. I mean, he's he's started to have a heck of a career. But when you start talking about the best player to ever play defense in this league, uh, slow down just a little bit. What uh, when I say Lawrence Taylor, what comes to mind? Fear. <laughs> Fear. <laughs> who the hell? Who's double teaming him? <laughs> well, wasn't it Joe Gibbs who came up with the concept of I'm going to have Joe Jacoby, but then I'm going to have my tight end just chip Lawrence Taylor. So, or two tight There's ends no there. Yeah, they. Uh, you, you had to double team him. I mean, uh, the only other person I saw even like him was Derek Thomas. And uh, just unbelievable people off the edge that could just wreck games. And you would put LT as the best defensive player of all time? Yeah, and I'd have Derek Thomas right behind him. Yeah. How about defensive back? Best one you ever saw? Oh, man. Safety would have to be Ronnie Lott because he just struck fear into you. Could he play now? Like, how would Ronnie Lott play? He'd be fined and probably thrown out of the league. <laughs> <laughs> probably so. Yeah, I don't know if he could play a different way, but he'd have to play a different way. Um, yeah, I think the best corner was probably Lester Hayes. And when he was with the Raiders, I mean, if you got near him, you're going to stick to him because he had so much glue all over him. But, man, he was so big and physical. And, um, you know, we had some great corners in Kansas City with Albert Lewis and Kevin Ross. Yeah. But, uh, we had some great battles with the Chief, with the Raiders back then. Where does Jalen Ramsey rank? He's in the picture. You know, again, he's he's, he's still young in his career. You know, um, to start putting him with Dion and some of those great corners, Lester Hayes and those guys, you got to have a resume. He's building a pretty good one, though. Is Aaron Donald a Hall of Famer already? No, I don't think there's any doubt. You know, I mean, to win the defensive player to, as a three technique and. Um, completely wrecked games like he did last night. I mean, yeah, I would say he's already there. What do you do against him? You got to know where he's at all the time because they do move him around a lot. And Raheem's doing a heck of a job where he's not just sitting in one spot and you, and you know where you can send your protections to. So you have to be very, very aware where he's at all the time. Uh, Matt Prater had smelling salts on the field last night before he kicked a field goal. Have you ever seen that? <laughs> he, he had it on the field, Coach. Yeah, I, I, uh, I've not seen it out there on the field, but uh, I've seen it a bunch on the sidelines. Have you done it? No, man, that stuff gives me a quick headache. <laughs> um, is Brady the MVP in your mind? 
Right now, I believe he is. I don't know if anybody's playing any better or is any more important to their team. Does he care about that at age? You know, as you get older, you know, you keep on showing these younger guys that I still got it. I don't, I don't know what motivates Brady because he got all the records now, Coach. Yeah, I mean, but there's a fire in him, Dan, that just – he comes to practice like he's 15 years old. You know, he can't wait to practice, and he can't wait to get out there and just do fundamental drills, um, you know, stuff that bores most people. He's into it every single day. So, um, no, that fire burns, and I, I think it's all about championships with him. What's he going to do when he retires? That's a good question. Um, you're not going to be hurting, that's for sure. Do you, Who retires first, you or him? That's a good. That's a good one. We'll have to wait and see on that one. <laughs> wait, how about a package deal? <laughs> yeah, well, that, that might be a good. That might be a good way to ride out together. Good luck against the Saints, Coach. Always great to visit with you. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate it, brother. That's Bruce Arians, the Buccaneers head coach, and they got Sunday Night Football hosting the Saints. Saints at six and seven with their season sort of hanging in the balance. There, Bruce has been Coach of the Year twice. I don't know if he strikes me as the guy who's going to have those awards prominently displayed. You know, he might be one of those you go into his house and you have no idea he coaches football. Yeah, Paul. He's first team you want to have beers with. Oh, yeah. Doesn't it feel like that? Yeah. That feels like, you know, 5 o'clock somewhere and coach would be somewhere. Have a a cocktail. I don't think he's a beer guy. He strikes me as he'd be a cocktail guy. Okay. Maybe wine. The Kangol hat? Yeah. Yeah. So that'd be good. You know, settle in, have a couple of beverages there. He strikes me as he'll start telling stories. And then, because he, he's been around a long, long time. And that's what you want. Just tell me stories, coach. All right. Uh, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. We'll take a break. Coming up, we'll talk to the Heisman Trophy winner with uh, Alabama. Bryce Young will join us. Coming up next here on the Dan Patrick Show. Oh, we got Discover the Discover credit card, and you will discover Discover matching all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically. No limit on how much you can earn. How amazing is that? Even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of the places in the United States of America take Discover credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing the word yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. We'll get to more phone calls coming up. Watch talented home bakers compete on Baking It, the holiday bake-off series hosted by Maya Rudolph and Andy Samberg. Panel of opinionated grandmas as judges. Stream Baking It now only on Peacock. Go to PeacockTV.com to sign up. He's Bryce Young, the Alabama quarterback, and more importantly, the Heisman Trophy winner. Alabama plays Cincinnati in the Cotton Bowl. That will be on December 31st. We bring in uh, Bryce Young. Bryce, congratulations. Uh, when do you start preparing for Cincinnati? Thank you. I, I really appreciate that. Um, we're back to work uh, as a team on, on Thursday. And then, I mean, obviously that's when we start, you know, putting our stuff in, um, coming back together. And, um, you know, that, that's really when we start to lock in. Okay. Uh, where is the Heisman right now? Um, still in New York. Still in New York City. Do you have it with you? No, um, I think they're they're working on transferring it 
um, back. I like to. I like to say honestly, I'm, I'm a little out of the loop, but um, yeah, I, I believe they're working on Cheshire back. Have you been to New York prior to the? Are you still in New York? Yes, yes, I am. They won't let you out. No, uh, um, we just had a we had a couple more days for um, of, of break, and I just I just stayed up here until I get ready to get back to Tuscaloosa so that we can get back to work. Okay, what did you do in New York that you'd always wanted to do? Um, I went to a Knicks game, which was, um, you know, which was really cool. Um, it was it was great to 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 see the garden. I'm a big basketball fan, so to see the garden and and uh, you know watch watch the Knicks play was always kind of something I wanted to do. So it's been fun. No, you got to go tonight. Yeah, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm working on that. That that's the um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually working on that. Okay, bring the Heisman. And then you sit in the front row, and then you say hello to Steph Curry. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, no that, that that sounds great. Um, that that would be no that that would be amazing. I'm I'm uh, yeah I'm, I'm working on trying to get to the game tonight. So uh, hopefully, yeah, hopefully I'm able to experience it. Last watching uh, last game was 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 great. So hopefully I'm able to do that again tonight. Uh, what did Coach Saban say after you found out you won the Heisman? Um, you know, he was he was super supportive. Um, you know, he he's been it's been great to be able to, you know, share this weekend with him and um, you know, he was super supportive. Um, you know, a lot of congratulations and you know, when it obviously this isn't Coach Shapin's, you know, first time in New York and, and in a weekend like this, but for him to be so supportive of me and be so enthusiastic, um, it, it meant so much to me. All right, is he going to yell at you just so you don't have a too big of a head after winning the Heisman? Like, how does he bring you back down to earth, Bryce? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, we, we both understand that, you know, this is a huge honor um, and, a, and a huge blessing to receive this award, but, you know, at the end of the day, this isn't, you know, this isn't my goal, this isn't our goal as a team, and there's still a lot of work to be done. Um, so, you know, obviously that's on myself to, to you know, make sure that, you know, the, the main thing continues to be the main thing. And, um, you know, it's going to take our all um, for us to, you know, be successful next game. It's going to take the best preparation. It's going to take everyone to be bought in. So, um, you know, there's no room for me to, um, you know, let this award change anything or change how we think. Um, we've had uh, former Alabama players on, and they all tell the story about Coach using the expression, D's nuts. Is that still going on, Bryce? Does he use the expression "D's nuts" to you? Uh, yeah, if, if you're, you know, if you're not careful, he'll, uh, you know, he'll slip it in every once in a while. If, if he's in that mood, so you know, you always got to keep your head in the swivel. Oh, uh, you know, uh, Josh Jacobs is the one who first told us the story. Uh, Derek Henry had to uh, confirm it, and so did Tua. They're like, "Yeah, yeah, Coach says, you know, D's nuts, you know." So. <laughs> You're quiet here. No, it's, I mean, there's nothing. No, they're, 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 they sound like they got it right. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's just, just every once in a while, you know, he's just in good taste. But, you know, you just, you just always got to be on your toes. Is he funny? Yeah, yeah. You know, obviously, it, it depends on the scenario. Coach, Coach Saban is, you know, intense in practice and wants what's best for us. So he's pushing, but. Um, you know, sometimes off the field or, you know, maybe sometimes in, in flex warm-ups, 
you know, he'll he'll be cracking a smile and, and, and tell a joke um, here or there. So, um, yeah, Coach, Coach Saban definitely has that funny side. Um, so it's always good when you have a coach that can, you know, kind of read the situation, know how to turn it on and turn it off. What was it like when you announced that you weren't going to go to USC and you were going to go to Alabama? What what was the local reaction with uh, with friends that you were – Going going south and not staying staying home. Yeah, it was it was tough, you know, um, you know, with being so close to the university and being committed there for a little bit. Um, you know, it felt like a lot of things. You know, I had a lot of things planned and a lot of things accounted for, and it was definitely a comfortable option. And you know, a lot of you know, a lot of friends and people around me. Um, you know. It was, it was it was nice, you know, just the concept of, you know, feeling like you're not leaving and feel like you're still going to be around. And, you know, when, when I decided to leave and attend the University of Alabama, you know, that kind of goes out the window. So it's, you know, it, it's tough for, you know, it's tough for myself, it's tough for everybody. And kind of that reality of, you know, being so far from home, you know, kind of begins to set in. And, you know, there are people that are disappointed and, um, you know, people that, you know, chime in with their opinion. And, you know, that that's understandable. You know, everyone obviously is going to have an opinion on the matter. But, um, you know, for me, it was all about doing what was best for me, um, you know, pushing myself to be the best. And um, it was clear that Alabama was the best option. So, you know, that's what I decided to do. And it's been the best decision that I could make. Now, obviously, you're great at football, winning the Heisman, but – how much of this is about business as well with the name, image, and likeness? And you've been very successful in doing that. But do you view yourself as a businessman and a football player? Um, you know, I think there are certain times and places for that. Um, right now, um, with the season still going on and oh, so much for us to still accomplish and so much, you know, work for us to put in in April in order to accomplish our goals, you know, I'm I'm focused on being a, you know, a football player and, and focused on, um, you know, just doing what I can and doing what's best for the team and doing all I can to contribute to our ultimate goal. Um, I feel like there's a time and a place for, for everything, but right now it's, and, you know, we have a little break, but, you know, there's there's such big things ahead of us. Um, you know, my, my mind's not on any of that stuff right now. 43 touchdowns, four interceptions. Uh, what? Give me those four interceptions. What happened? What, yes, that's a good question. Um, hmm, that, yeah, that, let me let me think if I can. Do you remember the four I interceptions? Um, I probably see. I probably could remember. That's one, two. Yeah, I mean, all four interceptions were just you know, just just you know, for me, just plays. You know, plays I wish I could have back. Um, who they, who they come against? What was it? Um, it was Southern Miss, um, Ole Miss, Southern Miss, Ole Miss, um, A and M, and Auburn. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah, you know, just just throws you what you can have back, and you know, it's you know, any time you turn the ball over, you know that, especially as a quarterback, um, you know that's that you know that that stuff that you're not supposed to do. So, um, you know, all those stuff you wish you can have back, stuff that you know. That you know, I'm I'm still working on improving and, and getting better at. I mean, it's not bad. Uh, so. I mean, it's 43 touchdowns, but it is four interceptions, Bryce. And you know, we can't accept that. I mean, Coach Saban is not going to accept that. Co- Coach and I cannot accept that. 
No, it's it's definitely learning points and, and, and stuff to grow off of. No, I was so. just kidding. I, um, I'm kidding. I, I can accept <laughs> it. I don't know if Coach can. But uh, what happened for 59 minutes against Auburn is what I want to know, Bryce. Yeah, you know, we uh you know, we, we struggled a little bit offensively. Um and and you know, there there was stuff that, you know, we weren't we were executing at the high school, but I feel like for us to, you know, have that struggle, um, face that adversity and then to be faced with a moment like we were at the end of the game and for everyone on the field to, to elevate their game and to 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 step up to the occasion and, and have the drive that we did as a team. Um, I think that speaks to all to, you know, the entire offenses and the entire team's resiliency. And then, you know, to carry that on into the overtimes and, you know, end up winning such a touch, such a tough and intense rivalry uh, against a, a really good team. I think that that really speaks to our resiliency, our resiliency and, um, you know, how we, you know, how we've we've grown in and, and, you know, gotten tougher in those moments. Good luck getting the tickets tonight to see Steph Curry like that. That's uh, that should be your game plan today. Yeah, yeah, um, um, I appreciate that. Maybe you get to shoot around a little bit with Steph if you get there early enough. A couple of jumpers. What do you think? <laughs> I would just let to let to watch that one. I feel like he's probably got it. Well, I I've seen it, so I feel like he's. I know he's his process is a little more private than allowing me to join, <laughs> but um, you know, just being able to watch it would be amazing. Uh, congrats and good luck against Cincinnati, and thanks for joining us, Bryce. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Thank you for having me on. That's uh, Bryce Young. He is, uh, he's made, I think, a million dollars in name, image, and likeness. Uh, one of his endorsements is a restaurant. And uh, when he signed the deal, he said he's just going to treat his offensive lineman. But I, I, think he's, I think he's made a million dollars in name, image, and likeness. Yeah, McLevin. Another cocky quarterback. A lot of attitude <laughs> on that youngster. Me first. Oofah. Did you have an against the grain today? Yes. I call it the player comp revenge tour. Okay. Are you... The Blake Bortles, Kenny Pickett player comp did not work well in my last against the grain player okay. comp. This one, I've nailed it. Okay. Do you want to hit the music, Seton? In three, two, one. I heard a funny one last night. Cooper Cup is having an amazing season. Someone called him a tall Wes Welker. <laughs> Which is not, obviously doesn't, doesn't really make a lot of sense. But I have a player that I think matches Cooper Cup pretty well. He had 13 catches, 123, and a touchdown through 13 games. He has the fifth most receiving yards, third most touchdown receptions for a full season in Rams history. Uh, Torrey Holt is who he's going after, who uh, had 117 receptions, almost 1,700 receiving yards in 2003. All right, so a player comp, a wide receiver comp for Cooper Cup. Okay, I'm going to give you Cooper Cup's numbers and this anonymous player's numbers, and if you tell me if they match. Wait, is this old or new player? Uh, Neither. Uh, I know I can't give the year because that'll give it away. Okay. Cooper Cup is 6'2", 208 pounds. This player is 6'2", and 7'8", 220 pounds. This player averages... Cooper Cup, sorry, is 12.6 yards per catch. This guy's 12.2 yards. Cooper's 75 yards per game. This guy's 66. Cooper Cup averages 7.1 TDs per season. This guy averages 7.1 TDs per season. Here is what's going to give it away. Cooper Cup ran a 4.6240 at the Combine. Slow, right? This guy reportedly ran a 4.6340 when he was coming up. 
Does that number ring a bell? Jerry Rice. Nope. The other slow 40 guy. Uh, Maurice Claret. <laughs> no, they're slow, slow receiver. Oh, slow receiver. Yes, Paulie. Larry Fitzgerald? Larry Whoa, Fitzgerald. Good poll. I think those two have a lot in common. Actually, Cups numbers are a little bit better, but they have same yards okay. per catch. Same. They don't get in the end zone a lot. They move the this chains. They're about the same size. Now, so that's my against the grain player comp. Now, a couple things. Apparently, the four six three forty is an urban myth, and no one has ever actually seen him run that four six three forty. I did a got on a Reddit page about this. Wait, Cooper Cup? We've never seen this. No, Larry Fitzgerald's oh. four six three. Oh, okay. Not only that, in the same research, four seven one for Jerry Rice. Yeah. There's a lot of reports that that was made up too, because they did not measure the combine and put it out back then. So we've been saying that for years, and it's been widely reported, even on NFL.com, that those were actual 40 times, both Larry Fitzgerald and Jerry Rice. Wait, nobody's ever brought that up to Jerry Rice? Did you run a 4-6-4-7-40? I don't know. I'm not sure we've ever asked him. I'm not sure anyone's ever asked him. But uh, I do have to give one shout-out. Lance Zierlein, NFL.com. Who do you think his player comp for Cooper Cup was? We've given him a hard time. Every year at the draft, he puts out player comps, and usually we make fun of them. This one's not bad. It's a good receiver that I know you're a fan of. Adam Thielen. No. <laughs> he learned his lesson. He does not go white, white. Oh, okay. of us. Was... He actually, Jarvis Landry. Okay. That's not bad. All right. I mean, Cooper Cup is going to have one of the great receiving years in recent memory. Do you like Larry Fitzgerald? Do you think that's a stretch? Fitzgerald's bigger. It feels like Cooper Cup makes bigger plays more downfield i know larry had a long touchdown in the super bowl but and i want to be fair to larry because you know he obviously had one of the great careers of all time but it feels like cooper cup does more things downfield that could totally be he he does have a little more yards per catch than larry fitzgerald but uh they both can do both though i think that's they can be sticks guys and Cooper Cup is one of those, he's football fast, that you might look at a 40 and you go, all right. And then when you watch, there's certain guys on the field. Jerry Rice had football speed. He was football fast. But you didn't think of him when he was coming out of college. You were like, you know, he wasn't somebody who was going to scare you. You just heard about Jerry Rice in like Mississippi Valley, and you're like, all right, sure. Yeah, Paul. Jerry Rice participated in the NFL Combine in 1985. There was no published results from those combines back then in the early 80s, mid-80s. The Athletics' Bob McGinn uh, reached out to a scout who was in possession of written notes off mm. each receiver, ah. and the written notes for Jerry Rice said he ran a 4.5840. 4. Again, that's hand-timed by a scout, mm. so it's unofficial. Yes, McLeod. Is there anything sillier than a hand-timed 40? <laughs> you know, you have these, like, 75-year-old coaches who are like, wait, you, did he start yet? Just watching that, you know, and then they go, ready, set, click! And then, ready, set, click. And, it, and it's, yeah. But I love the urban myth, urban legend with those things. Hottest rookies, biggest superstars, the all-time greats, only one place to collect them all. Panini trading cards, for instance, classics, autograph cards, memorabilia cards, rare inserts. The hottest rookie cards. Start or continue your collection now at PaniniAmerica.net. Cooper Cup. Those are big numbers, man. And, you know, this allows Odell Beckham to be a complimentary wide receiver to uh, Cooper Cup. And 
Odell Beckham. I like how these wide receivers are saying uh, Odell Beckham wasn't the problem in Cleveland. You know, that all of a sudden we have changed our opinion on that. Remember when the Browns, after they traded Odell, and we're like, oh, okay. All right, look at Baker. And then all of a sudden you're going, all right, maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah, McLeod. The second time this week, Wes Welker's name has come up. <laughs> Wes, we were talking about him in the pre-show meeting the other day. Yeah. How good was he? There seems to be a lot of debate. He's borderline Hall of Fame, but not quite Hall of Fame, right? No, I didn't think he's borderline. Okay. Even though he had those big catch numbers? Yeah, it felt like he had a five-year window that that was you know 90 catches or more. Yeah, point. Yeah, Wes, Wes Welker, when he got traded up to New England in 07, his receptions were 112, 111, 123. Injured season 86, then 122, 118. Yeah. Two All Pros, five Pro Bowls, and then he cooled off. Yeah, and he's close, but it but it's interesting that people would probably look at Julian Edelman as closer to being a Hall of Famer than Wes Welker, and that's because he performed at his best on the biggest stage. You know, some of those catches in the Super Bowl. Yeah, he. Had, I go back to that play because I was on the sidelines when Cam Chancellor hit him, and he somehow didn't lose the ball. He's staggering for 10 more yards and stayed in the game. That's one of those where you, you can, so the crowd is yelling. The crowd is, you know, being the crowd and you could still hear that hit. And Cam Chancellor hits as hard as anybody. And then you had Edelman with that ricochet catch against the Falcons. Like he, he's had two of the most important catches because what they were leading up to, and that's the game winning drives. On some of those. Yes, Paul. Edelman is discussed as a Hall of Famer, and I think most people think he's either not or not going to get in. He never made one Pro Bowl yeah, in his career. Yeah. Not one. He never had, like, he had a season with 105 catches and six touchdowns. That's his biggie. Yeah. Wes Welker would be considered more of a Hall of Fame candidate. But Edelman did have, you know, Wes had the one catch, or he, he didn't have the catch that if he did make that catch, they win the Super Bowl. Was that against the Giants? I think, yeah, it was the first one, right? Yeah. Or was it the, no, sorry, it was the second one, 11. Yeah, that, that he dropped the ball. I think that's when Giselle said that Tom can't throw and catch the ball, and it, and it might have been based off of West dropping that ball. Yeah, Paul. Edelman's second in uh, playoff yards, postseason yards. I think he's first in receptions postseason. Yeah. That's yeah. where a lot of his numbers are. All right, we'll take a break. Phone call's coming up. Back after this. Guys, if you want to achieve your health and fitness goals, you got to put in the work and you got to do it every day. And that's why I support my daily workouts with M Drive, the supplement for driven guys with no plans on slowing down, even as they get older. M Drive's special blend of clinically tested herbs and vitamins supports your body's natural testosterone production, giving you the energy and the strength and the mental boost you need to compete every single day. You can pick up this product at Walgreens Rite Aid and Vitamin Shop, or I recommend you go to mdrivedan.com. You're going to get free shipping, 60-day money-back guarantee, so nothing to lose. M-Drive does not contain testosterone. Instead, it helps your body maintain its natural testosterone production, so you have the strength, the energy, and the focus to compete every day, day in and day out. M-Drive is not for everyone. It's for the driven. Visit mdrivedan.com for healthy tea support, strength, and energy you need to fuel your daily drive. Don't let age beat you. Visit mdrivedan.com. Refind your prime with the great folks at M-Drive. 
Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Spurgeon down the wall. Petrangelo, a 200-foot empty net bed. Scores! Golden Knights' fourth win in the team's last five games, courtesy of AT&T Sports Network. That's your play of the day. Play of the Day is brought to you by Real Credit Card Questions Require Real People, someone who understands your issues and works to resolve them with you. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based reps available 24-7. Discover, exceptionally, common sense. All right, so the Super Bowl is moving from New Orleans from 2024 to 2025. The reason that the NFL decided to move um, the... uh, 17-game seasons pushes the Super Bowl back by a week in 2024, so that competes with uh, Mardi Gras. Yeah, I was wondering about that, that, you know, you would plan for this, but they didn't plan for the 17-game schedule. Therefore, it impacted Mardi Gras. Uh, That's uh, February 13th in 2024. Now New Orleans gets its next Super Bowl, 2025. Mardi Gras doesn't come until March 4th. Anybody been to Mardi Gras? I've been, I don't know if it was on the front end or the back end, but I do remember with my wife, we were down in the French Quarter and, you know, there were the parades, the floats going by. Uh, It was a mess. It it was colorful, festive, but too much because it just never stops. And you go out there on a, like a Sunday morning and you just, you see people you know, lying down, you know, uh, revelers, as they like to call them. And it's just, uh, it's a little too much. I love New Orleans, love the Garden District, but I don't like walking out of my hotel and going, uh, uh, sorry, didn't see you there. Excuse me, pardon me. You know, you got beads all over somebody. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah, Paul. I have an uncle, my, my dad's older brother. He went. To, he was in the middle of college. He went down for Mardi Gras, and he just stayed, and and he did. He never went back to college. He had to go home and tell his parents that he flunked out of uh, college and stayed at Mardi Gras for six weeks. <laughs> he told me that story. He waited till I was like nineteen to tell me. You know, you you should always go to Bourbon Street, just experience it one time, and then once you've experienced, then you go, okay, uh, been there, done that. But it, you know, go down there, have a po' boy. There's so many great restaurants there, but you know you need to get out of that French Quarter. And there's so many other great areas there in New Orleans. Beautiful. Uh, Milk Hyper Draft Expert has his uh, quarterbacks 
for the 2022 NFL draft. Now, I think there's going to be, I'm told at least four, maybe five quarterbacks taken in the first round. (laughs) I don't know how good they are, but everybody's looking. Everybody's, hey, maybe we can get a quarterback. Maybe he's a good quarterback. Maybe we don't have to use a high draft pick on a quarterback. Kenny Pickett is the consensus number one quarterback. I don't know if he's going to be the consensus number one pick. Desmond Ritter of Cincinnati. I know Mel Kuyper likes him a lot. Uh, Matt Corral at Ole Miss. Malik Willis at Liberty. Sam Howell at North Carolina. I I think those are your first round picks. Carson Strong at Nevada. Uh, Skyler Thompson at Kansas State. Dustin Crum at Kent State. Um, Hendon Hooker at Tennessee. It's fun. Yeah. So those are just some of the names. Yeah, Pauline. There's another one on the list. His name is, uh, I thought you were making up, Bailey Zepp from Western Kentucky. Mm. That's a fun name. He's a thing. 56 touchdowns this year. Mm. Bailey he, Zepp? Yeah, he had. He was in this high-octane offense, and he's he's kind of like a... Well, didn't they have Mike White at Western Kentucky? Yeah, uh, Bailey Zapp's the new Case Keenum. Remember Case Keenum set the all-time touchdown record? Yeah. Bailey Zapp looks like him, plays like him. He's kind of like a smaller, like, uh, uh, Colt Brennan, Colt McCoy, oh, kind of like. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's Carson Strong, right? He's got that knee problem. I was I saw a story that they're not sure his knee will hold up. The Nevada quarterback? That's a good name for a quarterback. Carson Strong. Yeah. Have, have you, uh, you're the only one I would know who's ever even checked out a Nevada game. I don't even know where they air. Well, the only reason why I started watching, and I mentioned Carson Strong to start the year, because I was told, hey, here's five quarterbacks or six quarterbacks to keep an eye on. And, and Carson Strong was one of those quarterbacks. You know, Kaepernick played there. But I love going out of my way to find some of these games. Something I've been watching high school playoff football <laughs> recently. I was watching West Virginia play. West Virginia, the uh, state championship game. Watch that. Yeah. You know, you flip through DirecTV in the 600s, and you can find it'll be, it'll be high school football. And I'll go, yep, got me. I don't care where it is, what state, I'm watching. Yeah, McLovin. You know what I find interesting about high school football on TV? They pass so much. When I was in high school, we had like two, pass, two passes a game. Well, everything that they're taught now is it's all spread. It's all, you know, they read. I mean, they're so well prepared at a younger age that when you're in junior high, you're doing five wide or you're doing those seven on seven drills and you go up to the line of scrimmage and you're being asked to be an offensive coordinator on the field. And I remember growing up, you played defense and you ran the football. You didn't want to put it in the air because two Two things can uh, bad can happen when you put it. I'd always hear this. You know, you put it in the air. Two bad things can happen: interception or incompletion. I go, okay. Got a lot of confidence in me, don't you, Coach? Two things: interception, incompletion. I go, okay. It's my Brian Kelly impersonation. Yes, McLovin. Do you ever wish you had worked harder on football and not as much on basketball? Like, if you could do it differently? Because I know you were a quarterback. No. Um, I didn't love it enough. I appreciated it, and I didn't love it. I loved basketball and baseball. Football, I probably, you know, could have been able to play. But, um, yeah, I just, I had, I had, and I got so much pressure from the head coach. Coach Funk 
he came to my house and he's he sat down with my dad and he said, look, you know, we got this quarterback who was a sophomore who went on to play quarterback at Cincinnati. Uh, and he said he'll play wide receiver. He's agreed to play wide receiver if Dan will play quarterback. This is my senior year. And I hadn't played. I didn't play my sophomore junior year. And he's like, hey, if Dan will play quarterback, you know, Jeff Bentley will play wide receiver. And and I was like, I'm upstairs. I'm listening. You know, him telling that to my dad. I'm like, just say no, dad. Just say no. Yeah, Paul. You were like Randall Pink Floyd in Dazed and Confused, the coach chasing you around, <laughs> trying to get you to play, sign your commitment letter. Oh, the older I get, the better I was. Two hours in the books. We got one more. Yes, we do. Make sure you go to danpatrick.com. Tomorrow's the deadline to order so you get it in time for the holidays. Close out the second hour with this question. When's the last time you seriously considered your dream? I mean, think about it. What happened last time? You ever think about just, uh, how about a van life? Totally customized Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van. Tour around the country. There's 400 and uh, I think 23 national park sites. How about a mountain cabin? Go off the grid. Every Sprinter is expertly engineered, and it's a blank canvas. Customize whatever you want. It's a Mercedes-Benz van we're talking about. So you can expect the innovative safety features, crosswind assist, blind spot assist. They have the active brake assist, amazing performance and reliability with an MBUX voice command system, five-star dealer network, and available gas engine. And it runs like, well, it runs like a dream. So what do you say? Go to Mercedes-Benz, a Mercedes-Benz van dealership. Take a test drive. Get that Sprinter van and tell them your dream sent you.